0: you are now tuned in to the spectators, spectators podcast what is good i'm packy and this is episode 99 of the spectators podcast happy tuesday you guys good to be with you the nba playoffs are off and running i'm not gonna lie i love the bubble playoffs games every day playing a little DraftKings. i'm actually sad that teams have been swept already so the slates of games are going to start to get pared down as we go along instead of the four games every day that we've been used to but I love it it reminds me of it reminds me of March Madness a little bit which is my favorite time of the year RIP um obviously it'd be doper if there could be fans there and everything but I think given the situation that the NBA's had to deal with this year with with COVID-19 and all the things that go along with that this has been super dope um from a fan perspective to just be able to turn on the TV throughout the course of every day and have games going on. Um, So that's where most of our focus is going to be today. Lots going on in the NBA playoffs. But before we get to that, the latest with the spectators. I'm a company man. I do it all for the brand. I get my blood to the job, and I give my love to the fans. Really spec from the job never no check in advance, and at the end of the month. No. I'm a company man. I do it all for the brand. I give my blood to the job, and I give my love to the fans. Really spec from the job never no check in advance, and at the end of the month I heard a check in my head. Drew Matt has a new song out called Goosebumps it's got a nice little visual to go along with that. It's up on our YouTube channel. Make sure you go check that out. I love this song. He killed it he's been killing it, <clears throat> killing it. um so make sure you go check that out. Some of you may have seen my tweet last week about the bullshit going on with my Spotify. um It was actually all my dsps there was There was a bullshit album up on my my pages that compiled a bunch of previously released music. Uh, I had a Justin Stone album cover um he Justin hit me up the other day and was when it was still up and he was like what what is this man I thought it was and I told him and he was like I thought it was some type of diss album or something like that because it was the one of his album covers with a bunch of my music on it on my pages Uh, long story short it was some scammer took a minute but we got it taken care of Uh, shout out to Shad I know he reached out to me in a message I think he was the first person I saw that brought it to my attention but Um, It reminded me to to let you guys know, um, and this goes for all the spectators, artists, but I can speak for myself for sure. Don't hesitate if you ever see anything weird on Spotify, Apple Music, any of those things, on our website, anything with merch, whatever. Um, Like, yeah, you might be mistaken and there might be something that's supposed to be there, but there's always a decent likelihood that there's actually something weird going on. And I'm only one person, so I'm not always aware of everything that's out there, so don't hesitate to give me a heads-up if you see something. It's always appreciated. Worst-case scenario, it's it's not anything, and we move on. But um, I always appreciate the heads-up. Um, that's about it with The Spectators right now. New music's always on the way, as you guys know. Subscribe to The Spectators podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. If you want to go the extra mile, leave a five-star review there. Thank you to all the loyal listeners, and let's pod. You are now tuned in to the Spectators spectators podcast we have a sponsor for the pod as you know green mitten green mitten is a green inspired lifestyle brand dedicated to cannabis and culture since 2012 based in grand rapids they've been featured in high times magazine for the last five years A lot of you guys know them. Um, They're great friends of mine. Uh, If you've been following me, we've been on tour together. Um, They have an awesome clothing line, though, and they've just released a new line a few weeks back that includes hats, masks, windbreakers, crewnecks, and more. I have the new stuff. Uh, I still haven't. It's a little bit more folly, um, so I still haven't gotten some pics with it and everything, but I I will soon, and I'll get those up so you guys can see them um but it's it's great stuff glow's been wearing her green mitten crew neck around um and i don't just say because they're my friends they're sponsoring the pod and they have great stuff they really do i rock their stuff all the time um i always tell danny every time i see him that way back in the day they made this just t-shirt with a green mitten logo on it and it was just i wore that t-shirt all the time they just always have quality stuff even though it's just a basic t-shirt it's nice it fits right Um, So you'll be happy if you get some green mitten stuff. They put a lot of time in their designs and products. Um, Danny hand designs the logos and everything himself. So highly recommended. And to give a little extra boost, we got a little deal for you. Go to www.green-mitten.com. That's green-mitten.com and use promo code PACKY10 for 10% off your order. In addition to the clothes, they have glass, they have CBD. If you're ever in Grand Rapids, go to the storefront there. Otherwise, that's green-mitten.com, promo code packy 10 for 10% off your order. You are now tuned in Tune. to the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. All right, the NBA playoffs. So last week, the name of the podcast was Chalky, and that's because I picked all the higher seeds to advance in the playoffs for the first round, other than number 5 Miami over number 4 Indiana. I also picked Milwaukee over the Lakers in the finals both the one seeds in the NBA in a seven game series, the cream usually rises to the top. Like in the NCAA tournament, anything can happen. You have to go out and win one game. That's why we see so many crazy Cinderella stories and things like that. It's hard to go out and beat a team. That's technically better than you four times. That's a lot. And as we can see already, both eight seeds came out and one game one. So you're thinking, wow, like, what do we have here? Could we have a big upset? And then a week later, we look up, and both series are 3-1 in favor of the one seed. Both the Lakers and Bucks have done it pretty handily as well. Last night, the Lakers absolutely blasted the Blazers, which is disappointing. I was looking forward to this game. Down 2-1, I thought Dame time, and the Blazers would come out with, with something to prove, a little more aggressive, knowing that if they go down 3-1, they're basically cooked, and they did no such thing. It was all Lakers all game over in probably the first five minutes of the game. So as we stand right now, my first-round picks are looking solid. Miami actually went and swept the Pacers. The Raptors swept the Nets. Celtics swept the Sixers. Um, Side note, everybody piling on the Sixers right now and and how they've underachieved. Now they fired Brett Brown. People got to relax a little bit. If any team lost their all-star point guard, they would get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Like any team. We love to overreact to the result. Um, the Sixers had a real shot at getting to the finals last year. Remember they lost to the eventual champs Toronto in a long series on that Kawhi bounce off the rim. Um, I do hate how they've assembled the team around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think if, if that's your core, a prototypical big dude who he can shoot, but he's a big dude. He, he's better off in the paint. Um, and then Ben Simmons, who's an awesome facilitator, tall point guard, but, Doesn't have a shot. I think if that's your core, you had a super easy job. And that was to go get a bunch of shooters around them. You already have everything else you need on the team. And those two guys just get a bunch of shooters. And instead they get Al Horford, another big, um, they got rid of some great shooting, just not a lot of great moves there. So if if that's your complaint with the Sixers, I'm, I'm with you, but like I said, how can you pass super strong judgment on a team that was pretty successful last year? And that this year, they're playing without their all-star point guard. Like, what did you expect to happen? You thought they would go out and beat the Celtics? So, anyway, they got swept. Bucks and Lakers are, are going to win their series. They're up 3-1, like I said. So, that leaves three series left. Thunder Rockets are tied 2-2. Clippers-Mavs are tied 2-2. And the six-seed Jazz are up 3-1 on the three-seeded Nuggets. These have all been really good series, especially the the Clippers-Mavs. I think everyone's most tuned, tuned into that one. A lot of star power. Um, of course, I got to stick with my picks, but I would not mind being wrong about Clippers-Mavs series. I mean, I wouldn't mind being wrong about any of these. The Pistons aren't in it, so I'm not a huge fan of any team, but um, I'd love to see the Mavs beat the Clippers. It'd be one hell of an upset, and damn, Luka might become... He might be becoming a top three player in the league as a 21-year-old. That's, that's pretty wild. The step-back game winner um, and, and really the whole of game four for him in general is definitely the signature moment of his young career. There's not a whole lot to say about it. Just You just got to enjoy it. You, you watch the game. You look at the numbers. You, you see the game-winning shot. What you see is what you get. It's, it's, it's not Fluka. Um, he's just nice and I'll admit it. I wasn't sure if he could do that in a, in a playoff series. He's a young guy. He's not some other world athlete, like so many of the top players in the league. Um, he's a little more unsuspecting, but he, he does have, he does have other world size as a point guard to like the size that he has to go with his ability and how he can move is, is, and he's just really, really damn good at hooping. Like that's just really what it is. There's nothing he can't do on the offensive end. So that's been an exciting one to watch. Looking forward to to Game 5 there. Um, in that series, we have the Montrezl Harrell situation when he called Luca a bitch-ass white boy. Um, I hesitated to go into this because I feel like it's, I don't know, it's just a weird thing to talk about. It. Um, but I just saw it catching fire on social media, so I was like, well, <clears throat> people are interested in it. It's like if you think it's not a big deal, then you're a communist and if you have a problem with it you're actually a bitch ass white boy. Um <clears throat> but anyway, why well, have a pod if you're not here to talk about this dumb shit? Here's my opinion on it. This particular incident is and it, and if you don't know, if you didn't hear about it, I it's um Montrez Hero was caught in the game calling Luca a bitch ass white boy. That's essentially the the incident. Um and obviously, with like race relations the way they are in the country right now, it's a hot topic on the internet. Um, this particular incident is not that big of a deal to me. Um, I've probably been called a bitch ass white boy many times in many a gym, uh, mainly because I was allergic to going inside the three point line. An NBA player calling somebody a bitch ass white boy in the NBA during a game—it just—it doesn't move the meter. Much for me. Um, That being said. If you're going to get into the debate. And and look into it. At some point. You do have to set some rules and regulations. Um, And if you do. They have to be followed by everybody. Um, You guys know. I personally think. Everybody needs to stop being so damn offended all the time. Um, Montrezl Harrell. Apparently apologized to Luca, And that should be the end of it. And. All of us need to stop getting our panties in a bunch but if we're gonna go down this road i I have a very logical brain if you guys listen to the podcast a lot i'm I'm just a logical thinker if something doesn't make sense logically it doesn't it's hard for me to make sense of it so if we're setting if we're setting rules and regulations to live by I don't think we should insult anybody based on their race right if you were to insult somebody and use their race in the insult to me that's pretty much pretty much always racist, right? If you say to someone, you're a bitch ass, insert whatever race you want, you would pretty much always say that's racist, right? So then you'd have to explain why it's not racist when the race is white, right? So if you want to talk about like protected classes and minorities, okay, that's, that's a reason. Um, at the same time, Luca is a white European. He's a clear minority in the NBA. Um, So, like I said, overall, somebody calling a white guy a bitch-ass white boy on the basketball court doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me. I'm not like, oh, my goodness, what a racist. I can't believe my eyes and ears. But, yes, the hypocrisy of everybody that I do hear does bother me because if your reasoning for why someone isn't racist is, well, there's more white people than black people, so it can't be racist, that's just dumb. That's just illogical. If you follow that to its logical conclusion, then as soon as there's more black people in the country than white people, then, then white people can't be racist toward black people anymore, which would be absurd. So there's, there just should be general things we live by and insulting somebody based on their race, um, should be bad no matter what the races are. And when I say should be bad, it should just be generally recognized as, yeah, that's bad. I'm not saying they need to go to jail. Like, or be like fired from their job. I'm just saying if it's bad for one race to do it to another race, it's bad for another race to do it to that race. So that being said, I do understand the antennas being raised way more. If a white person were to say that to a black person, because of the history of race in this country, you can't just ignore that and pretend that we live in a vacuum. We don't, but that's why I've been saying this incident doesn't move the needle much for me. It doesn't offend me. If the races were reversed, it would move, move the needle more for me, mainly because of the history of race relations, relations in this country. But here's here's where I see the difference. If I'm creating the rules and regulations for people to live by, if I'm a lawmaker or I'm the NBA commissioner, you can't set rules based on what moves the needle for you because that will inevitably lead to illogical conclusions you end up with different rules for people because, um like you end up with different rules for people of different races which is inherently racist in and of itself um so obviously there's nuance in this conversation like this because i i i think some people come at it totally logically and just want to say if the races were reversed and go down that road and they're not wrong in that thinking and then you have people on the other side of the coin that Come at it totally emotionally and say, yeah, it wasn't nice, but, um, slavery and just go down that road, um, to everything. And they're not wrong. Those are real things. Um, because we do have that in the history of our country. To me, that just, that just causes a difference in how I personally feel about these things. My antennas perk up more when it's a white person saying that to a black person because of that history. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I don't think anybody's hypocritical or anything for feeling that way. But if I were responsible for the repercussions of these things, like if I was the NBA commissioner or if I was a lawmaker or somebody that was in charge of a school that was deciding repercussions of these things, regardless how they might make me feel, I do feel like you have to legislate them equally because I mean, put simply, you can't have different sets of rules for people of different races no matter how you feel about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, and that's why I say personally, in general, I think people need to allow, give people some grace, allow people some room. Like I said, Montrezl Harrell apologized, boom, it's the end of it. Like, I, I don't think it, it's a huge deal. Um, but, yeah, then on the other hand, if a, if something happened where the roles were reversed— you can't have just a complete 180 of energy on it if you're the one making the rules because that will inevitably lead to some type of illogical conclusion at the end of that road. Um, so yeah, that, that's my take on it. I think it's two kind of separate conversations. It's people talking about um, how they feel and, and the reality of the situation right now in 2020. Um, and that's valid to feel the ways you feel. But then there's also a discussion that needs to be had that some people are having and they're trying to talk over each other is how do you legislate this? What are the repercussions for these type of things? And I do think when it comes to that, you can't have different rules for different races. That's just racist in in general. Um, So, yeah, two separate discussions being had that I think a lot of people out in the Twitter sphere and stuff are morphing into one discussion. And that's what's causing everybody to be mad at each other per usual. Um, One last thing on this series. Playoff P. I used to like Paul George. I don't mind him now. I used to be a pretty big fan. Lots of parallels here with my, with my recent issues with Brooks Kepka on a previous pod. Dope player. Gets the job done. Recently, Paul George has decided to do some talking. But in recent history, he hasn't really been able to back up that talking. And now he's playing like absolute trash, which puts... Every comment he's been making under a microscope. Apparently, he posted a picture on his Instagram of the words, I don't give a fuck about what anybody think about me. Fuck is you thinking about me for anyway? Fair. And the caption says, say it louder. And then he muted all comments from people that he doesn't follow. Just go out and hoop, bro. Kawhi doesn't have to deal with the noise. Yeah, because he doesn't go um, MIA in the actual games. But also because... He doesn't create the noise. Paul George recently has been creating the noise, so then when you don't back it up, that noise gets louder and people are going to come at you. Kawhi stays away from all the social media shit and the taking shots at other players in the league. Even when he's doing his press conference, Paul George trying to explain why he's sucking, he has to put James Harden's name in his mouth. He said, I'm no James Harden. That's not my knack is to shoot the ball and score the ball. I can, and I pride myself on being effective on both ends, but... There's going to be nights like this where I just can't make a shot, bro. You average 20 points for your career and you're a perennial all-star. You definitely have a knack at shooting the ball. What? Like don't make the excuse and don't bring up other players while you're making your excuse because it's insinuating that Harden. It's not like, oh, he's such a great scorer. It's insinuating that he just scores and doesn't do anything else. Like just focus on yourself, bro. You're, you're making it worse. I guess that, that's my opinion on it. If you want to get into that, bringing up other players, talking that stuff, then you better be able to take it when you don't perform and people are coming for you. That's all I got for that series. Um, I think that's it for the playoffs for now, but looking forward to all these other games. Game five of that series is going to be awesome. Big, great news. I don't have much to talk about it yet until it drops, but Big Sean, um, September 4th, Detroit 2 is dropping. He just put out a single with Nipsey. Um, two of my favorite artists singles out it's fire i've missed big sean music and, and i'm glad we're gonna get a whole batch of it i'm sure we'll deep dive into it after it drops but definitely looking forward to that go check out the new song with nipsey um meg the stallion uh, went on ig live and officially said what we pretty much all knew tori lane's shot her it's over for tori um I mean, like I said on a previous pal, when I talked about it, that's just, that's some absolute hoe shit, um, grimy piece of shit. That's all. I don't, I think he's going to have trouble having much of a career after that, which is crazy. Like he was just, he was just like middle of the road, successful artist before all this stuff happened. Like when I say middle of the road to a successful artist, obviously in the grand scheme of every rapper and everybody that makes music, he was in the upper echelon, but he wasn't just like topping the charts and, and, and killing it. But then he went independent. He had quarantine radio. He started popping off and had just a meteoric rise to the top at the beginning of quarantine. And now he's having just an absolute fall off. And, and rightly so um you like you still have to wrap your head around the fact that this dude literally shot her like what um so I don't know how you bounce back from that I don't know what's going to happen to him as far as like actual repercussions of this because the like I- I'm speaking about it as fact because I can't think of any reason for Meg to say this if it's not true you know what I mean like obviously there's still a tiny percent chance that we could get more information. Tory hasn't said a word. Um, and we could realize that, oh, maybe this is some bullshit. I don't see that. I don't see why that would happen. I always tend to think <clears throat> when somebody's like, I know there's always the the reasoning, and you you can't be mad at this, but there's always the reasoning um, that people are quiet because their lawyers are telling them they shouldn't talk because for a plethora of reasons. And it's not a wrong thing to do. But if somebody really didn't do something, I'm always way more on their side if right away they come out and just vehemently deny it um and we haven't heard anything from Tori, so I'm speaking on this as a fact, and to me he it's a rap on him and yeah personally he's he's been one of my favorite artists, but it's I definitely can't fuck with him after knowing that like what a piece of shit um but yeah, that's about it on the I say music front. I'm not even necessarily talking about much music, but um, yeah, Big Sean is the big news coming out, um, and that's shit. That's in like a little over a week. That's dope. Um, we'll we'll finish the pot off. I said I said I'm big into fantasy football, and the season is is almost upon us, um, and we'll be getting into it as the weeks go on during the football season. Um, I have a couple drafts coming up. Some of you might have had your fantasy football drafts already. Both of mine are coming up in the next week and a half or so. Um, I just want to touch on the draft for fantasy football. For the first decade of playing fantasy football for me, I did the snake drafts. They're fun. <clears throat> they're easy. They're like the default. Everybody knows what they're doing. For the last couple years, both my leagues have moved over to the auction draft or the salary cap draft. And essentially, quick explanation if you don't know is you get X amount of money. For us, it's two hundred dollars. It's fake money. Um, and you just bid on players. So somebody puts a player up for auction. Um, I know that sounds bad, but um put a player up for auction and you bid on them. And whoever has the highest bid gets the player and so on and so forth. Um, And if you're into fantasy football, I recommend the auction draft over the snake draft. And here's the simplest reason why in the auction draft, every player is available to every manager in a snake draft. You get anything but the first pick. Like for example, you literally cannot have Christian McCaffrey this year. If you don't get the first pick, say bye-bye to Christian McCaffrey, okay? You get anything but like a top five pick, you can't have any of the stud running backs. Um, So it's all based on just this arbitrary pick. Now, it's not the end of the world. You get an earlier pick in the second round. That's why you snake it, whatever. It is what it is. But I think the auction draft makes it more fun because if there is a player or players that you really like this year um, and you think you, you like them more than everybody else, uh, you like them and value them, you can just straight up go out and get them. You know what I mean? Highest bidder wins. You just bid more than everybody else and you can get them. So to me, you get to assemble the actual team you want more than in a, in a snake draft. It, it's a truer and more equitable way of, of drafting. The second part is it takes a little more skill, in my opinion. In a snake draft, you can, you can auto-draft your way to a championship in a snake draft. It's happened in one of our leagues before. ESPN or Yahoo or whatever you use, they rank the players for you. If you just pick the player that's next up in your queue, you're going to have a decent team at the very least. If you do a snake draft and you look around your league after the draft, yeah, you have your favorites, but everybody's team looks like they have a really solid team unless somebody goes way off the map on some reaches. In an auction draft, if you <clears throat> if you overpay for a stud and then you have no money left to round out your team and you get a bunch of bums to go with that stud, you might not have a very good team. There's a, there's a much higher chance in an auction that you can end up with not that great of a team. And on the other side of that coin, If you're too stingy with your money and you're just looking for value, the whole draft, you might get to the end and realize you got this extra cash left over because you didn't spend it and there's no good players left to spend it on. So it does require a little more skill to execute an auction draft. Whereas, and there's a few more strategies involved. You could spend big on studs and then get some bums at the end, or you could try to find that value throughout the draft, whatever you can kind of use different strategies. Whereas the snake draft, it gives everybody a good player in every round as long as you're not a complete idiot. You know what I mean? So if you've never done an auction draft, gosh, sorry. Talk to your your league. Um, Give it a try this year. If you don't like it, go back to snake. It's not like snake is just terrible and it's, you know, whatever. It's still super fun. But if you're more than just a casual fantasy football player, and you actually feel like you know what you're doing, and you're into it, and you're pretty invested in it every year, I think you'll like the auction draft. Um, Like I said, I've got a couple drafts coming up. Got a big one on Saturday, and then one next Thursday. After that, I'll come in. We can talk a little more about fantasy football. Next episode is the 100th episode of the podcast. I'm going to try to get Moti to pie with me. Don't hold your breath. I'll try my best. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you get the pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Packy Raps on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. I'm a company man. I do it all for the brand. I give my blood to the job and I give my love to the fans. Really spec for the job. Never no check in advance. And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand.